Are you ready to take control of your life? Overcome the obstacles that have been holding you back. I'm Dr. D, and welcome to Quitting is Not an Option, a podcast that inspires and empowers you to reinvent your past and revolutionize your future. I know what it feels like to be held back by past failures and setbacks as I myself lost a multi-million dollar business, home, investments, and marriage due to the bad acts of a CFO. But I rose from the ashes and recreated a new life, and now I am an accomplished author, gifted speaker, consultant, and life coach. And each episode will cover tips and strategies to overcome adversity, overcome fear and feelings of failure. We also have experts and special guests who share their inspiring experiences to support you every step of the way. Together, we can help you find joy in your journey while positioning you towards success. Let's get started. Doing the right thing is making a decision that is honest and benefits everybody. It also means making decisions that are not based on your own personal needs, that don't expand your popularity or enforce your personal beliefs. It means doing what is best for the greater or common good. Doing good can mean several things to include maintaining your character when no one is watching, being honest when it could impact your bottom line, terminating a person who is great at sales but mistreat others. How about hiring an individual who has many accolades but failed the background check, keeping a performer who lacks personality? Any of these things could be the key point. Joining us today to expound on this timely topic is Lillian Caldwell. Lillian is an author of three fiction books, former disc jockey, radio host, and is now the president and CEO of her, I said her radio network, PWRT, which offers programming similar to national public radio and television broadcasting media that stretches entertaining, challenging, and controversial. Additionally, Ms. Caldwell is CEO and president of a 3D ebook publishing company, Hop Skip Jump Publishing LLC, judged on merit, not reputation. She's a professional author of adult historical science fiction and fantasy, nonfiction, multicultural, paranormal mystery for young adults. She's a playwright of Black comedy and theater of the absurd. She's a poet, mentor to middle school students in writing a novel and training on giving and taking interviews voice and body language, booking interviews, and speaking. Welcome, Ms. Caldwell. I am happy to have you join the PFAM across the globe to discuss 
doing what you think is right, not what others say you should do. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you very much for having me on tonight. I really appreciate the honor of being on your show and hope that your audience understands that one of the first things that they have to remember at all times is to remember what your little inner person is telling you. And that's how you can stay on the straight and narrow. For doing the right thing. For doing the right thing. It will prevent you if you really are honest with yourself. My little thing, I call it Father Thomas, because Thomas was a doubter as well as being a disciple. And lots of times we have these internal arguments. But in the end, I still listen to what my inner gut, quote unquote, is telling me because it will scream at you. P-Fam, allow me to welcome you. Sit back, relax, and get ready for an awe-inspiring and empowering episode with Ms. Caldwell. I want to also welcome our new relatives who are joining us for the first time. Thank you for tuning in today. Ms. Caldwell, what does it mean to do the right thing? To do the right thing means that you are in control are responsible for your actions, that you cannot afford to bow down and follow through on what others think you should do. Aesop had a fable about that. I'm not going to recite the fable, but at the end of the tale, The two men are carrying a donkey tied with his feet to a pole, the animals hanging upside down, and they all three of them tumble down into the stream and drown. And the learning you take from this is that you have to listen to your own voice first. You cannot listen to everybody else around you. And people are going to say, but Lillian, what about your board? Or what about coaches? Or what about people who you turn to? And I would tell them that you listen to each one of them respectfully, thank them for their advice. But at the end of everything, it's you who makes the choice, good, bad, or indifferent. Follow it down to its logical conclusion and be responsible for whatever happens. Taking responsibility for your actions is really the center of doing right. Yes. Tell us, if you will, what is the difference between doing the right thing and making things right? Doing the right thing is based on your belief system. It's also based on how you look at things. You may not always make the right decision for doing the right thing, 
but you believe and stand by what you say 100%. Doing the right thing is something that may be controversial. It may be not approved by your peers. It may be a rash thought or outside of the box thinking. Doing the right thing is a lot more difficult to handle and stand behind because when you try to do the right thing, you may have no one at your back or agreeing with the actions you took in order to write it. I know in my company, when somebody has made a wrong decision or done a wrong action, I have to do the right thing and make it better. So when we talk about doing the right thing and making things right, are you a believer and an advocate for just doing the right thing, then you don't have to come back and make things right? Most of the time, if you do the right thing, then you won't have to go back and make things right because you've already made the decision and you're not going to change your mind. My dad was a chemical engineer and he built a lot of bridges and everything. And he said, before you do anything, always check and make sure it's done right. That way, when you submit your material, you're not going to worry about having to make it right because you already know you did it right the first time. And so PFAM, listen in very carefully now because doing the right thing ties into a good, peaceful, wholesome life. It's very important that we walk away today understanding the importance of doing the right thing. Lillian, can you expound on the importance? Why is doing the right thing important? When you encounter problems or friction or there's a fight or somebody's brought a gun to school, you have to remember what you have promised to yourself as to the kind of person you are going to be. Now, when you go to school, you look up to the teachers. When a six-year-old walked into class in Philadelphia, he took out a gun he took from his father's closet and he shot his teacher at six years old. And now they're trying to decide what the right thing is. You know, the answer was they are not going to prosecute the kid. They're not going to put him in jail or juvenile home. They're going to send him to get some psychiatric treatment along with his parents to find out how this transpired. They are doing the right thing. Is the teacher still living or teacher still alive she managed to get the rest of the kids out of the classroom so nobody else was shot 
And that was also the right thing to do. Now she's being hailed as a hero. And she said, no, it's my job as a teacher to be responsible for the boys and girls in my class. And therefore, to make sure they were kept safe, I had them leave the room. Here she is bleeding, obviously under duress and feeling some sort of way, but she took responsibility to do the right thing and protect her students. What happened with this kid? At, I mean, did they remove him? They, what, the what? police came. Unlike the Texas incident, the guards didn't hesitate. They went immediately into the classroom. They took the teacher to the hospital to be treated, and they took the kid and they took him to the juvenile center where I believe he, some counselors were talking to him and the parents were notified. And I think the way they handle it for a change, they did the right thing. Doing the right thing is not always a good thing, okay? It, it doesn't make you popular every time. Now, in the situation that you just mentioned, that brings popularity and notoriety to this teacher. But in many cases, doing the right thing isn't always good. No. So let's talk about some of those situations because I may have to turn in my sister or my brother for doing something that is wrong. And while I had to do it because it's based on my merit, but it's not good. It's very easy not to do something because it takes you out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. You feel bad about it. You feel split in two. I mean, everybody has a basic understanding of right and wrong, I believe. Now, maybe that six-year-old wasn't taught the difference between right and wrong. A lot of kids today play those games online, and fantasy has blended in with reality. And maybe in his mind's eye, there was nothing wrong in what he did. Whether I agree with that or not, the right thing to do would still treat the child and what he did. Because it doesn't matter how old or young you are, if you take a weapon and point it at somebody and pull the trigger, you're still responsible for your actions. And not addressing the problem and you just ignore it will only make the problem grow worse. One of the things that I found as a parent is that when your children come in and tell you there's been a bad fight out on the playground, Joey pushed Susie off the swing and she hit her head, or Joey deliberately tripped somebody and they fell into the pond and he didn't know how to swim, it doesn't matter. You still have to decide what are you going to do? And for a lot of people, that is a very, very difficult behavior for them to deal with because they don't want to look like the bad guy. Doing the right thing 
ties right into our message. And our overall message is quitting is not an option. So to stop doing the right thing is very, very high on that ladder of quitting is not an option. As you're climbing the ladder, you're growing, you're developing, you're working your way up to getting a good understanding of the areas that impact your life in regards to quitting is not an option. And doing the right thing should be high on the totem pole for everybody. It should be. But we know that's not the case. What is another phrase for doing the right thing that people hide behind, that people use to get away with some things that are not so good? And it's certainly not necessarily the right thing. I think a lot of people use religion. A lot of people use their values, whether they're economic or political or cultural. When I was growing up during the 70s, the Black Panther Party was very strong. And it started out for a really, really good cause. But the longer it was up, the leaders seemed to lose their way. And the younger people who were joining it were into guns, knives, and killing. And they justified that they were doing the right thing because they were only doing what the whites had done to them. And that's a justification for them to go out and kill innocent people. It was justification for them to firebomb homes. It was a justification for them to go up and beat kids up. And in my mind side, I was taught between right and wrong. And if you did a wrong, you went in and you confessed and told them, I did this. I'm the one to blame. Punish me. So I had a lot of trouble with this because that was the way I was brought up. And, you know, that has really rolled into the movements of today, not just back in the day. And when I think of those movements, I think about the Me Too movement and how sexual predators have just gone above and beyond what is doing right, but they make it right in their heads. Another movement that is front and center for me right now is the Make America Great Again movement and with our ex-president and how these people think that they can do an insurrection, they can raid the Capitol, they can go to someone's home and try to kill someone. This thing is ever-present in the world we live in, and especially the things that are going on right now in the world. If we look at Russia attacking Ukraine, but no foundation for it. So we have wars, we have insurrections, we have so much going on in our world right now. And doing the right thing has almost eluded these people. They're in a whole different mindset. How can you inspire individuals who are being attacked personally by some of these movements? How can you inspire and empower them to move forward, to embrace the quitting is not an option, 
and to try to get their minds back on track, reset, reinvent it, transform, and back in the game. I think that we need to work with the young. I believe that when you get to a certain age, you start having entitlement issues, what the world owes you. And as a result, you can show them, you can explain to them, you can point out past history, but they're not going to hear you. They've already made up their mind. But I believe that if you get the kids young enough so you can teach them the values of what's right and wrong and that all laws are applicable to all people and put it into practice so that they themselves see you do it, the chances are you can turn them around so that they have more of an open mind. They did a study several years ago about kids living with parents who are members of the KKK and other hate groups. And they demonstrated by the time the children were nine years old, they hated Jews, they hated Blacks, they hated Martians, they hated anybody who wasn't 100% white. Well, you're going to run into a problem like that because if you really know your archaeology evidence. You also had fur on your skin too when you swung down from the trees. And so, and if they say they were the original Americans, well, that's not true either. It was the indigenous people who were here first. And they practically tried to exterminate them as well. So I believe that trying to talk to anybody over the age of maybe 30 you're going to run into problems because by that time, they're convinced they're right. Ever talk to a teenager, try to have a reasonable discussion with them about things, and you'll know that they don't hear you. They pretty much subconsciously put their hands over their ears and walk away because there is nothing that you can tell them that A, they don't already know, B, you're older, so you wouldn't understand and see, more importantly, you have lost touch with the reality that is around you. The world has changed, mom, grandma, grandfather, Uncle Ted. It doesn't matter to them. If you're over 30, you're not in touch with their reality. And that's the scary part. At the Capitol. How can a person decipher in their mind if they are doing the right thing? What techniques can they use? What can they implement? Even if you're at the site and you're ready to go through with something that's questionable, but you've been brainwashed by someone, a leader that tells you to go and make it happen. What techniques can a person apply? to know that they are or are not doing the right thing? I think that a lot of these people did not have entered Father Thomas's inside their being. I know this is going to sound really hokey, ladies and gentlemen, but I know when I'm doing something wrong. I just know it. My whole body just goes, 
And then I hear another voice saying, don't you dare Lillian Sarah Caldwell, which is you always hear your full name when you're in trouble. We all know that. (laughs) And you have a reaction to your being uncomfortable that you know it's wrong. But I believe there are people out there that don't listen to that voice anymore, that they have cut off all communication and that it's easier to follow a Pied Piper who is telling you what you need to do and how to do it. When you speak to people about, for example, some of the religious groups that were prevalent during the 70s and 80s, and they're asked why they allowed themselves to be brainwashed into the groups and then commit some hideous actions The first thing that they say is that they kept us up for five or six nights all in a row, wouldn't feed us. And that's the same idea is that if you hear somebody haranguing you to hate that person, it's been proven you'll start hating that person for whatever reason that is given to you to hate. And it's a lot easier to follow through on what that voice is telling you to do than to be the oddball out. When they had the trials at Nuremberg and they brought a lot of the commandants of the prison of war camps and the concentration camps, they argued that they should not be persecuted because they were only obeying orders. And the question then was asked of them, when do you distinguish between obeying orders and standing up and acknowledging what you're doing is a hate crime? And not one of them could say, yeah, well, maybe, because to them, they did not want to stick out. Mm-hmm. And that is what you're doing when you make the right decision in the first place. You're putting your authority, your reputation, and your integrity on the line. I stand by what I just did. Shoot me if it's going to make you feel better. Ms. Caldwell, the PFAM has obviously been inspired and empowered to do the right thing, and to know the difference. Thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate you coming by. Please tell the PFAM how they can find you. They can find me in all the usual places, but they can go over to the website, passionateworldtalkradio.com. We have blogs up there. All our hosts are up there. All the programs are up there. You can find us on facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Passional World Radio Network. We're also on YouTube, PWTR, and Passional World Radio Network, underlying PWTR. If you look us up on Google, we're on the first 20 pages. Beautiful. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate all the insight. PFAM. Thank you for tuning in today. And again, you have been inspired and empowered 
to do the right thing and to know the difference. Allow me to leave you with Galatians 6, 9, which tells us, let us not lose heart in doing good. For in due time, we will reap if we do not grow weary. Take care and be safe. Thank you for listening. I hope you found today's episode valuable and inspiring. Remember, you have the power to reinvent your past and revolutionize your future. If you want to continue on your journey towards emotional freedom and achieving your full potential, be sure to visit drdcarol.com. That's D-R-D-E-E-C-A-R-R-O-L-L.com for more resources and information. Again, thank you for listening. And until next time, remember that quitting is not an option.